the Friday Packet with Stocky and Stout. So, 657-2941, inside billings or outside billings area, 800-441-2941. Make your pledge today. You can. YPR. Spring fund drive? Yep, they deserve it. It started it this morning. Yeah. They raised their pre-drive, they raised 50 Gs. Pre-drive? Yeah. Um, I think they have to shoot, they have to hit like 240, right? Twice a year? I think so. Something like that. Around 200,000 grand. 200,000 dollars. 200,000 grand. Jeez, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they start putting out those ads like, hey, the spring pledge drive's coming, and if you pledge now, we don't have to do it for as long and interrupt everything so much, so maybe send some money in now, and apparently it kind of worked this year. 50,000 bucks. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to call them up on Monday morning and pledge on behalf of... Uh, stocky and stout. Nice. See if anybody recognizes that. <laughs> stocky and stout is a corporate sponsor. Level yep. sponsor. Absolutely. Um, or maybe I should just uh, pledge as the Friday packet. Uh-huh. I think they'd allow that. I think so. Twenty yeah, bucks. I see why not? Twenty bucks to give them to say a Friday packet on uh-huh. during morning edition. Yeah. Yes. So listen for that a couple of days before you hear this. Sure. Starts off today, so I imagine it goes through the entire week. Yeah, it's supposed to be done next Saturday night, I think. Here we are. It's uh, Saturday, April 6th, Saturday morning for the next 41 minutes. Sure is. It's 11.19 if you're keeping track at home. Um, I bet you are. Probably sitting at home. Yeah. Staring at your cat in the corner going, man, I should really change the kitty litter. It smells really bad. I should do something about it, but then you don't. I wonder what time they started recording this. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, this is a Friday packet with uh, I'm I'm stout. I'm stocky. That's true. And uh, if uh, you want, you can join us on Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/the Friday packet, and you can uh, check us out on the Instagrams, mm-hmm. the underscore Friday underscore packet which we probably should update. My Instagram's all messed up, and it won't let me update about every... Well, it will let me update about every fifth or sixth photo I try. I don't know. Huh. Weird. Interesting. So, yeah, there's that. You can email us on our on our G email at thefridaypacket at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And since it's a new month, you go to the, the website, thefridaypacket.com. Uh, And you can see the events for the city for the month of April. And when I say events, I mean meetings. So we're talking zoning board. We're talking task force meetings. You name it. Um, There's a link in the top bar. You can click on it and go to a meeting if you want to and uh, get involved in city politics. I don't think that that's a bad idea. I don't think so either. We've been imploring you to do so. Do it. And so what far, are you waiting for? It hasn't worked. It's totally worked. What are you talking about? <laughs> it has worked. People are interested. <laughs> they really, they really like what we do. Yeah, both of them. So this week, which would have been April first, get it? Get it's uh, April first, which is the first day in April. The international. We're just fucking kidding day. Oh, it's so funny. Jokes are funny. They are. Uh, it was a work session. At 5.30. Uh, what was on the agenda, agenda as they call it, in the eastern part of the state, um, <laughs> was a legislative update. Uh, let's see if I can find my... Of course I don't have it in here. All my notes. Why would you? It's fine. Damn it. This, this aggression will not stand. Man. I'm going to go get it. So, yeah, this week was a work session mm-hmm. on the 1st of April. No April Fools. There was, there's only one or two jokes about it, so I lost my bet. I thought, I thought, uh, the mayor would just lead off with one, but turns out I'm an idiot. Uh, legislative update. <laughs> You're not an idiot. I like it. 
so this was, uh, I think, the second to last one they'll have of these. Um, and it was the two uh, lobbyists that are up uh, contracted with the city of Billings to push for, you know, what Billings wants. Yeah. Uh, uh, I keep going. Uh, uh, <laughs> One thing that uh, did not go through um, was SB 340, which was the... We're not even going to call it One Big Sky. We're just going to call it the 406 Opportunity Zones or 406 whatever that failed to get out of committee by i believe one vote like just dead tie dead tie yeah tabled in committee tried to blast it out of there and it was one vote shy fucking dicks uh a lot of <laughs> sorry <laughs> a lot of people there was a lot of um differing opinions on both sides there was a rural 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 versus city divide that a lot of people thought it was a billings only divide or bill or that seems it, to be a problem. Anytime a bill comes from Billings, they just say, oh, no, that's just, that's yeah, just, just for fucking straight Billings. From Billings. They get everything they want anyway, so why should we give them anything else? Or, you know, Joe Holden, who owns the Stillwater Building downtown, hired his own lobbyist to go up there to speak against it. So that's a guy from Billings who owns a, a giant building that he obviously wants the city to move in to uh, go against a fucking financial boom for his area but so he wants it all for himself is, is what i understand but he, he's also adamantly opposed to uh public money going into private development sure joe holden owns a company that's based out of alaska that goes through a holding company in california which buys buildings in montana so mm. he right. tends to leave out the fact that he got 1.5 million dollars for his development from the city yeah, or that he bought a $39 million building for, what, $2 million yeah. on, you know, some sort of foreclosure market yeah. through the government and then remediated some of the, remediated some of the uh, asbestos in there for $4 million. So he's into it for like $6 million, valued at $39 million. He goes into city council and um, says, uh, I'm a private developer and I don't use public money for my developments. No. And the county is his biggest rate payer. And he has gotten a million and a half dollar grant from the city of Billings for his development. Sure, to build his uh, parking garage and his little walkway across there. I guess what we're trying to get at is that he might be a little bit full of shit. Yeah. It seems kind of counterintuitive that you would be from Billings, have a building in Billings, and then go up to a legislator to lobby against Billings. Yeah. In a public setting. But, mm -hmm. hey, what am I? I don't own buildings or have a company based in Alaska that... Funnels its money through California. Maybe you should. Maybe I should. <laughs> have you have you looked into it? it? Seems to be working out pretty well. I think I will. That's my that's my next thing. God damn it. Uh, what else to go? So, HB two. That one's moving quite quite along. I guess I think that one gets heard on Monday of this week. So if this one comes out before then, Monday would be the the eighth. Sounds right. Uh, none of the local option tax stuff which I'm surprised the city didn't try to push even harder since some people are so pissed off about property taxes, paying for everything. I think this the city got tired of it. Yeah, so that's not going anywhere. Infrastructure was a big one. HB 662, which is... Excuse me. Uh, the infrastructure bill that's being pushed by the Republicans. I think it's 104 total million, or 104 million total, 80 million bonded. Um, deals with horizontal infrastructure and vertical infrastructure. Horizontal infrastructure would be your water, sewer. <laughs> flat stuff. Flats, you know. <laughs> it's Yeah, once I thought about it that way, I was like, oh, yeah. A, a street, that makes sense. Maybe, and vertical like infrastructure is like the, the museum. And uh, there's, I think, Romney Hall has been kind of a yeah. sticking point over the years up in uh, Bozeman. Um, That's funny. <laughs> Just... Do they have any, like, diagonal infrastructure? <laughs> yeah. Or tangential <laughs> uh, infrastructure. Woo! Mm -hmm. Getting fucking fancy over here. Yeah, so the legislative update, that was that. Uh, they're going to have one more on the 15th. Yeah. And, and then the legislature is basically done. Yep. Which is fine. Yep. Uh, second one on the list uh, for the work session was the fire long-range master plan, which was given by... Uh, 
Chief Rash, not Rush. Yeah. I'm going to call him Rush. Let's just call him Chief Rush. That's fine. We're going to Chief Getty Lee uh, gave a <laughs> presentation. <laughs> uh, yep. Um couple facts of the, there are, let's see, seven fire stations in the city of Billings. Um, Chief Rash, uh, through his, his long-range master plan, uh, recommended that two new fire stations be built, one in the Heights and one uh, off of Hesper in 46th or 48th, somewhere down in there. So like the southwest end. Yep, the southwest end. Uh... How much was it? A lot of money. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. The uh, finer points of it, but he gave a hour and a half long presentation on, you know, response times around the city where it's obviously needed, uh, where they're having trouble serving people. Um, and it's not the shortest document. It's 170 pages of <laughs> information. There's a lot of shit going on in there. It's a long uh, presentation, too. Um, there are 120 firefighters in the city of Billings. Which is significantly below and you know the, the best, national average. What would you say the best firefighter name in the city is? Um, Jim Firedeath. No. <laughs> Close. Okay. It's uh, Pepper Valdez. Pepper Valdez? Yeah. 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 He's like one of the higher-ups at the city. That's rad. Fire. I thought that was a cool name. That's a good name. Yeah, Pepper Valdez was there, and uh, Matt Hopple were these other two co-presenters, um, I guess you could say. My second favorite uh, firefighter name in the city of Billings has to be Greg Roper, because his uniform says Groper. Which <laughs> <laughs> is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> 91.48 square miles is the uh, coverage area for the fire department wow. in the city of Billings. There are .86 firefighters per 1,000 people in the city. And the average should be the, kind of the national standard-ish? Should uh, be about National average about is 1.34 1. nationwide. And Montana is .99, right? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, something like that. So we're, we're well below the national average and well below the Montana average, actually. Uh, average response time is 7 minutes and 28 seconds. It's not bad. Um, there has been a 51% increase in calls for service since 2012. All right. Yep. So Chief Rush gave you, you know, his recommendation, which is 170 pages. Spent a long time making the the master plan for sure. but. Um, and this was the presentation that they kicked down the road it from was. Uh, two weeks ago? They gave it, they kicked down the can so they could give it the proper time so they could think about it no one came back and said yeah i think we should do this most of the questions were like they were trying to pick apart the response times do we gotta do we have to do this um did you know that everybody on the city council is an expert on everything that um mm -hmm. ever is presented to them so sure. they do know better one of one of the uh so the county pays a part um for the city to respond to Fires that are outside the annexed, uh, it's not property, annexed land, annexation of Billings, yeah. out of city proper, yeah. out of the incorporated city of Billings. So they pay for, I believe it's 10 firefighters and they get funding in one of the, I think it was Fridella said, well, can't we just not do that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Fuck it. Let them burn. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Doesn't Jesus seem like the Christ. greatest idea. Um, <laughs> sorry, but they just started nit nitpicking. No one was like, "Yeah, I think we should, if you do this, this is a great plan. Let's move forward with it." They wanted another work session to spend two more hours nitpicking it, so that'll be coming down the road. Then made no real commitment to it. They know they need it, but they didn't make any commitment to it. Cool. Uh, and it's not just a fire station. He made the point to say it's not just gonna be a fire station alone. They're working with parks and they're working with the city. Uh. A police department to try to make like a satellite offices out of it so it's a multi-use sure. facility which makes the most sense in my mind no. um yeah. maybe we'll do do a, a show just on the fire but we're just sort of glossing it over and making broad generalizations like we do <laughs> it doesn't sound like us at all. uh so yeah <laughs> yeah that was informative and interesting 
Sounds straight um, out of the playbook of the communists and the Marxists. It sure does. Uh, I learned that Butte is a consolidated government, and I wrote a note to say, what the hell is it, a consolidated government? <laughs> Did and, you I look didn't, it up? and I didn't figure it out yet, but that's on my to-do list. No, I'll see what There's the number. $5.3 million for new fire departments, including two, two fire inches. And that's just the building. That's just the buying, I believe, buying land in the building. That doesn't include the... Uh, 27 people that are required to staff those two new um, fire stations that they would need. So, so they could build it in theory, but not staff it, which seems counterintuitive. That's just the the uh, vertical and horizontal infrastructure? Yeah, that's okay. that's what you got there. So Friedel brought up... Uh, <sighs> what was his story? His story was... Um, I was at the 17th Street fire station, and they got a call to go out, and when they showed up, apparently the guy had dropped his remote on the ground and called the fire department to come and help him pick it up. <laughs> so he uh, That's... extrapolated that data into why does um, a giant fire truck need to go out on every every call? Um, if you need up... some, some other stuff, you can always just go back to the fire station and get it. Right, and Rash was very good at answering that question. He was like, well, we, we go out expecting Armageddon. Yeah. We go out with everything that we need. Um, we can show it to a simple thing. They can escalate into something they weren't expecting. So yeah, rather have them go out um, <laughs> expecting the worst rather than have them go out and go, we'll be right back. <laughs> Just hold on to that thought. Oh, it is a fire. Okay, we're going to go back and get the fire truck yeah. now. We're going to triple our response time now. That's ridiculous. Um. <clears throat> consolidated city county government so it's basically just city and county yeah okay um all right so it was like built butte silver bow yeah whatever the entire yeah. thing county that been merged into one unified jurisdiction uh simultaneously a city which is a municipal corporation and a county which is an administrative division of a state as the powers and responsibilities of both types of entities and that makes sense i mean in the 70s and 80s when Butte basically died. Yeah. That's why why bother having two separate governments there. I bet, sure. it, I bet it's fine. You know, it's probably in the spirit of Republican smaller government, that probably is a good yeah. you know, solution. You know, Billy Joel told me that the good old days weren't always good. No. And tomorrow's not as bad as it seems. Nope. If you're doing this, I'm doing this, by the way. <laughs> Indeed, the beast is loose. Just got fucking real. Yep. So, that's that's the Fire Long Range Master Plan. It'll come back on a another work session. It won't, it won't come up in a regular agenda until they've kind of wrapped their head around how they're going to fund it. Uh, last thing on the agenda, agenda was the La Lockwood TED, which is it's basically... No, it's not like a TIFF. It's kind of like a TIFF um, out in Lockwood. So if you've ever been out to Lockwood, and why would you want to? Uh, <laughs> there's an industrial kind of looking area that if you head towards, you know, the Exxon plant. So if you're going to go spade down to the fishing access on the other side of the river, you go over the river past the metro and you hang a left instead of going out to Lockwood. There's this industrial area um, that there, I think it was 18 homeowners are in a improvement district um, okay. to put infrastructure in there, sewer, um, some water, some electrical hookups for some of the heavier industrial people who are looking for a lot of land, you know, maybe like a distributor or, I don't know, like a steel recycling place, which is out there. You know, it's some of the the companies that are larger and need more space. Yeah. Actually, spread out. There's also a guy who buys old forerunners and takes them apart and sells their parts on eBay. There you go. Just, you know, for instance. And Planet Lockwood. And Planet Lockwood. I don't think that place is open anymore, is it? Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. Why? It just looks like it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> looks like it's not in there, too. <laughs> yeah. Ever, have you ever been in it? I have. Yeah. It, it kind of seemed like it wasn't open. No. It? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a place. So I just uh, did a little quick Google. Mm -hmm. Of? <laughs> Lockwood Ted. Yeah. Ted Lockwood was an aesthetic plastic surgeon in private practice and clinical assistant 
professor professor of plastic surgery at University of Kansas Medical School. I'll be damned. Medical school, yeah. There you go. He died at the age of 59 after a year-long struggle with brain cancer. <laughs> so, I don't know what the Lockwood Ted is, but I know who Ted Lockwood is. So, Steve Arviscow, Big Sky EDA, um, Lockwood Sewer, and Water District. Um, we've hooked up, I think we're in phase one or two of the sewer, so we're... St- Lockwood is sending some of its sewer um, from the city of Lockwood to the, the city of Billings um, to treat their uh, sewer water and their wastewater, some of it. Not all of it, but, you know, there's a contract in place with rates and you name it. I mean, that's probably the vaguest I've ever sat in my life, but... Baps, I follow. You go down like a, a, a really big wormhole, but... It's well. The whole Lockwood situation is super weird because it's it not. It's really fucking It's not weird. city. It's not county, or it is county, but it's not like I don't know rural county. It it's not like incorporated into its own town. It's not part of Billings, but they do use water. But also, like most people have um, a septic system instead of right. city sewer hookups. Yeah. So a lot of Lockwood is it's not incorporated, obviously. Um, one good example is the Holiday Inn that was out there. Um, that was built before they had any sewer hiccup. So mm-hmm. it was, that's on a septic. Oh, that's really? A, that's a giant hotel that's on a septic. They just have a big leech field under yeah. Brett's RV? Something like that. <laughs> that was the agenda. Long story short, I kind of drug it out a little bit longer than I wanted to, but there was a lot of interesting stuff that went on there, and the meeting <laughs> went till 10.15. I'm really sorry I missed it. <laughs> That was a good one. This week, we're also going to touch on the CIP, which is the Capital Improvement Plan. Yep. Uh, Fiscal years 2020 to 24. Um, You're probably sitting there in your chair, or maybe you're in the car. Are you about to make a left turn? Did you look both ways? Should you look again? You probably should. Uh, What a CIP is, is a (laughs) comprehensive five-year plan that identifies needs for construction of capital projects or improvements to the city's infrastructure and facilities. Uh, the City of Billings fisc- Fiscal Year 2020-2024 CIP contains information on how city plans... There, I'll get this bigger here. Uh, plans to invest available resources into key infrastructure and facilities between fiscal years 2020-2024. Um, the CIP, CIP provides a forecast of funds available for capital projects and identifies... All planned capital improvement projects and their estimated cost over a five-year period. Uh, a capital project? What is what is a capital project? What is a capital project? A yeah. capital project is a project that costs more than $25,000 or more. Okay. Um, and results in a permanent addition. A permanent addition to the city's asset through the acquisition of property, new construction, or rehabilitation of existing facility, facility to a like new condition. So, a new truck that's $25,001 is not a permanent improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it is not a capital imp- uh, project. No. Hey, Stocky. Yeah. What's in this five-year CIP? So, the fiscal year 2020, 2024, tour. I going to do a dumb Louise laugh, but I can't. I've got too much beast. That's real dumb. I like it a lot. Yep. The fiscal year 2020 2024 CIP includes 457 million for 114 items they have identified. In five years. In five years. $457 million. Exactly. Approximately 25% of the CIP will be funded with debt. Ah. Some debt, sidewalk and curb bonds, and special improvement district bonds. Okay is used to assist property owners with the needed sidewalk and street improvements by allowing them to pay back the cost of the improvements over time. So an SID. So say you don't have any sidewalks on your on your street and you get a letter in the mail that says you got an SID. And you're like, what the hell is this? Not on my watch. And then you go back to your mortgage papers and you look that you signed a whatever the, the name of that that you signed it says you won't protest the city coming in and building sidewalks. And you're like, oh, I did sign that. Fuck. Yep. So they allow you that <laughs> they allow you to pay that back over time rather than it's just a one time lump payment of X amount of dollars, which is a nice thing. And I think you like 
if you bought your house like 40 or 50 years ago, you maybe didn't sign that. Right. But basically, if you've purchased it in, within your lifetime. Yeah. You probably signed a document that says you uh, resign your waiver of protest, I think it's, it's called. Yeah. But also, fucking pay for it anyway. Contribute, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Instagram live right now while okay. you read this next bit. Okay. Would you like to know the fun types? Oh, desperately. Yeah. Please tell me more. Uh, so. So capital project funds are used to account for financial resources that are restricted for the expenditure of capital projects that are not otherwise accounted for in other funds. The two capital, f- <laughs> the two capital funds uh, utilized in the CIP are both funded by selling bonds and assessing the debt back to the property owners that benefit from the capital improvements. That's a capital fund pro- or capital project funds. How the hell does that work? I have no idea. Enterprise funds are operated similarly to a business in that services are provided to the public for a fee that makes the uh, entity self-supporting. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the general fund... <laughs> Uh, utilizes taxpayer dollars and other and other revenues to support general city services. General fund dollars are largely discretionary since the mayor and council can allocate the funds to programs and services in area, any area uh, as opposed to the funds which are dedicated for p- particular purpose. Internal service funds uh, are used to account for services provided by a city department to other city departments. Internal service funds are funded by charging the city departments they provide service to, services to. So that one would be account for services provided by a city department to other city departments. That one's kind of weird, isn't it? Internal service funds are funded by charging the city departments they provide services to. How do you read that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucking knows. Uh, special reserve funds are used to account uh, for the pros- proceeds of specific revenue proceeds that are restricted for the expenditure of specific purposes. These funds are typically legally restricted from being able to be used for any other purpose than that which the fund was established for. Good God. <laughs> it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. All right. So if we go projects by funds... Uh, Capital project funds are uh, sidewalk and curb district funds, special improvement districts, which is SIDs. Uh, enterprise funds are airport fund, parking fund, solid waste fund, transit fund, wastewater fund, and water fund. Uh, special revenue funds are for your parks, uh, your arterial, arterial co- uh, construction fund for, so for roads, east tax increment district fund. Uh, gas fund, park one fund, parks program fund, storm fund, like that. Uh, so 59% in the CIP come from enterprise funds. 28% would be special revenue funds, uh, 9% general fund, and 4% capital project funds. This must be just enthralling to listen to. Absolutely On the fascinating. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, you know, the thing is, like, any fucking explanation of any of this shit is way more than anybody actually has ever thought about it. Sure. It doesn't actively work for the city government or for these organizations. So, you know, this is kind of what's going on. What are some of the bigger ones in here? So, facilities project, um, that's a big one. So, they've set aside in a five-year plan uh, a about $41 million uh, for a facilities master plan slash a new city hall. So they're anticipating that being a big capital project coming down the road. That's one of their big ones. But they never give any real timeline on that. I mean, this is, I guess, five years. They gave, a t- they gave so the fiscal year 2020, which starts in July. Yeah, June. And June? I guess June, the, the last day. I guess July 1 then. Yeah. Yep. So they're expecting in 2020 to spend $16 million, around yeah, $16.5 million. Okay. The following year, $4.5 million. Uh, in 2022, they're not going to spend anything, apparently. Cool. Fiscal year 2023, $15.5 million, And then fiscal year 2024 would be $4.4 million for a total of 
about $41 million. It's spread out pretty thin. It is. Um, I'll just, we'll kind of glance. I mean, this is something we need to like talk to somebody who knows what the hell's going on. I tried to understand it as best as I could. Um, uh, and we'll read some emails here shortly from uh, Pam Ellis and the like about how everybody's getting screwed. And we're all going like. to hell. So Larry Seekins. Yep. Uh, fire state. So the fire projects in this, uh, this plan, which I thought was kind of interesting, they were going to relocate fire station number five and fire station eight would be built. So they've kind of got it on the radar, uh, but they came back with this master plan. They want to build one. So that'll be kind of different. There'll be, um, uh, different probably from what they have in the CIP plan, which was, I'm sure drafted what probably in 2018 sometime. Sure. Um, Oh, they had two public meetings. There was one in, I believe in February. So when it was really nice and hospitable out, one was at Lewis and Clark and I went to one at Will James. Um, they were interesting. They kind of just went over the projects. They were kind of focused on what they see as a, a priority and a need. Um, and made their pitches and spiels. It's very, it was interesting. Uh, let's see. So for parks, say let's get let's go parks. Um, over the total five-year plan, they wanna they've got seven point one million dollars in parks improvement projects and playground replacement stuff that they've identified in this. Uh, Recreation projects, they've got quite a bit because that one has the South Billings Aquatics slash Recreation Center. Okay, there you go. So I was, I was like, it, it's like twenty five million. Yeah, there they've got. It's a big ass project. I mean, it's a huge project. But even the seven million, that's a lot of fucking monkey bars, man. Sure is. Uh, planning department, transportation projects, they're looking at seven point one million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking at those. Those deal with uh, trail connections. Alkali Trail Creek connections. Um, they want to do a trail connector from King Avenue West to the Transtech Center. That's one that they've identified. That'll be in 2022, they think. Okay. Um, the Stagecoach Trail. Do you know where that one is? No idea where that one is. Uh, Riverfront Punk Park Trail, which is, they're going to pave some of the, the ones out there they've identif- identified. Really? Yep. Uh, but the hmm. big one was... Was that one in there? The South Billings Aquatic Center. But that's not in that one. That one's in Recreation Projects. Along with Lilith's Park Pickleball Courts and the Rose Park or Rose Pool Spray Feature Upgrade. Yeah. Rose Pool's actually really fucking nice, and I mm-hmm. hope they keep working on that. That's <clears throat> that's important. It's 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 a hundred and sixty page document just filled with assumptions on what they might cost and what year they think it's going to would would come up in the city's I don't know plan yeah punch list if you will and absolutely every single piece of it will change yep but they kind of just have to fucking put it together anyway so they get an idea what they're looking at yeah there we go it's just kind of a educated guess Mm mhm state revenues interbelt loop is a big one uh, one of them was, I thought was kind of interesting, airport customer facility charges, which are the per charge they put for using the airport. I think it's up to 450 now. Like maxed per ticket, out, right? Maxed out. Um, take these funds that they build up. They're doing a huge expansion at the airport, which is one of the biggest numbers on here, along with the new city hall. They're right around 50 million total overall, I think, for the expansion of, of the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also want to put in a $25 million car rental parking garage up there as well because basically right now all the rental cars are just out exposed to the elements so every time the hailstorm comes ripping through the city which is you know every other year and it always hits up there yeah so every rental car gets nailed and dented all the shit so they <laughs> they lose all their rental cars every time that they're comes insured who cares <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the cool ones was the solid waste uh, natural gas fueling station mm-hmm. up, up at the uh I believe it would be up at the, the dump. So that would save on dashboard time. So they could go up there and refuel, get back at it. Yeah, instead of having to drive off, like they could dump 
their load of trash and refuel. Yep. Rather than having to drive off somewhere else and then go refuel. They want to do... That seems even eventually self-sustaining. Yeah. the amount of fuel they burn getting to the fuel uh, (laughs) replenishment facility. Which I think is just at the BOC. I don't know exactly where they refuel. That's something we should probably look up too. Uh, They want to do a lot of cool things at the dump. They want to do a new composting facility, which is a $2.5 million project they want to do in 2022. Um, They're doing the... um, (laughs) Great news. Great news. There's two beasts left. Awesome. It's finished strong, Stocky. Yeah. So the landfill material recovery facility, which Uh is a... Uh So you're bringing your your trash up there, what you think is trash, and they're able to separate it out into... Another man's treasure? Yeah. Okay. So your plastics, your one and two plastics, since... Uh, there aren't a lot of people taking mixed plastic anymore, so you should stop buying mixed plastic. I don't know why you're still doing it, because China's not taking it anymore, because they did, their purity standards are apparently off the charts. So well, stop using number five plastics. Personally, it's because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> but yes, I agree. No, it's something that they stop. And, but they're doing that. They're doing like a, a sorting facility finally up there, so you can get more... One... It's just good common sense to not treat the earth like it's your own personal trash can. Um, and it saves on the lifespan of the, the dump up there, too. Yeah. So they separate this out, and it can get a second life doing something else. Um, it provides gerbs for people to separate the trash out, you know, and to bail it and set it off to where it needs to go. You bet. Um, I think it's just a good idea. I fucking completely agree. Mm-hmm. Do you think that in the future, <clears throat> if there is a future, yeah, do you think that there will be um, landfill mines for, like... What you mean? People who put mines in landfills? It, well, like, for resources. Like, we need plastic. We don't drill for oil anymore. Let's go mine this old landfill for all the plastic that's still in there. Maybe. So, like, you know, basically just... A fucking copper mine, except you're just get digging up old garbage to reuse it. Maybe I don't know. That sounds. I don't, that's a that's a fantasy that I have. Hmm. It sounds like a good fantasy. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, I could draw you some pictures if you want. How much time uh, do we have? We got plenty of time. Okay, good. <laughs> well, they're already mining it for methane. I yeah. Mean, and if you, I mean, as the city grows, it's just a a good conversation to have. Is your landfill able to expand? And is it sustaining? Because building a new dump is extremely expensive since there's all these new regulations and liners you have to put in. And it's not, it's not the easiest thing to do. So if we can get the most use out of this dump, if we can collect the methane that comes off of it, if we can have a separation center, you know, that expands the longevity of the landfill, um, you should probably do it. Reuse as, as much of our shit as we possibly can. Exactly. Mm. Oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Oh, I throw fine. too much stuff away. It's fine. Uh, it's, <laughs> Thanks. It's just awareness. Yeah. It's a big awareness. Um, aviation and Transit Department. I think I touched on it a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. It was all consensual. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. What do you Ooh. think that Joe Biden thing? Why do they frame that? Like, <clears throat> he's just too handsy. He's really good, good-hearted and well-meaning. You know, I don't know. I need to. This is a really weird sidebar, but I just thought. I mean, I'm a hugger. Yeah. I fucking hug everybody. I hug the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of what I do. So I I sort of get it. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm sure I've hugged people who don't fucking want to be hugged. And I didn't give them an opportunity to not. I feel (laughs) shitty about that. So I don't fucking know what to do about it. Yeah. Sorry for the sidebar, but no, it, nah, no. I think that's important, and I think that's worth talking about, honestly. Sure. Um, anywho, back to aviation transit. <laughs> it's different than grabbing them by the pussy. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, there's definitely different levels of that. Aviation and, let's <laughs> try to go back into that. Oh. Here we go. Can we get a bucket in here? Yeah. <laughs> So, like we said, they're expanding the airport fillings. Um, it was well designed back in the 70s. And, <laughs> and 
what I mean is being very sarcastic. It was horribly designed back in the seventies. Did not. <laughs> I picked up on for, that immediately. <laughs> account for growth because they angled all the terminal ways, jetways at the runway. Uh huh. So they literally have to turn them around so they don't do that, so they can actually expand. They also didn't account for Insulation. low temperatures. Yeah. Or high temperatures. Yeah, the CMU block and just yeah. pump a whole bunch of money into it and just watch it evaporate. They started building it in early April and they're like, 60 degrees. It's so warm out here. Just put it's some perfect. reflective paint on it. It'll be fine, right? Yeah, it'll be great. It'll Everybody be. loves this. Sure does. So that's a $50 million project. Cool. They're planning for. And that's in fiscal year 2020. They wanted to start doing that one. So he's going after Grant's uh, Kevin Ployne. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. He's the aviation... Uh, director for the city. He's angling towards that to turn Billings into a hub of sorts uh, for airline travel. We're a little behind the curve on that one, too, because we are. Bozeman has far surpassed Billings traffic. They've took off, um, and, a, and I believe uh, Billings was downgraded from, like, a wasn't a major city. They're, they're in a lower level, so we qualify for different grants. Mm-hmm. And uh, they think they're in a in a better position to qualify for more of the grants and get more of the money, so that's why they're going pretty hard after this one. That's good. Yeah. So that's a thing that's happening. Um, a big capital project. I mean, City Hall is, what, $40 million? This is $10 million over that Phew. to turn Billings into a regional air hub. So between the two, $90 million. There you go. That's like however many percentage of uh, the overall CIP, which is around five hundred million. That's fine. That'd be ten percent. No, that's way over. Yeah. Anywho, I'm not good at percentages. Don't don't <laughs> quote me on anything. It's okay. Uh, so that's the CIP. Um, I think we'll put a link to it in the show description. That's a good idea, because I made a whole bunch of notes in the PDF. Yours truly went through the entire fucking thing. I believe you. You're a conscientious and hardworking <laughs> individual, and I appreciate that about you. I did fuck all this week, and I really appreciate you carrying hey, me. You're fine. Everybody you're, has a week. You're just you're just uh, educating. I'm trying. Uh, so let's like just we'll touch on the facilities master plan. Um, their plan when they say city hall, they want to do forty million dollars for a city hall project. Their plan phase one is to build a 67,000-square-foot facility in the downtown area to consolidate locations of many downtown departments in the downtown area. Because, you know, you got planning, which is in the Miller Building. You got public works, which is across the depot. You got the county. Um, isn't there one other place that the city's at other than the Miller? And, uh, yeah. and then you got BOC. You got BOC, um, which is the operations center out on Maloney. Yes. Now, there's another... Um was it it's above chow mambo there's uh two little city offices really uh yeah up <laughs> basically in the in the attic of the old yellowstone garage where they used to work on the streetcars. interesting yeah so the, one up there and, and then there's city hall there we go i mean city hall is in a different place than planning well is. yeah they're, they're absolutely right yeah um but there's i think there's actually if I remember correctly, a couple more just small offices that the city just had to rent out of a just business building. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in 2019, however, the city council requested a RFP, which is request for proposal, mm-hmm. if you're on the brevity thing, uh, be issued in light of sitting <laughs> uh, oppor- is that sitting yeah sitting opportunities in the downtown area of Billings, Montana, with updated master planning numbers to seek site options in the downtown area. As such, this could result in an updated plan. <laughs> so something might change. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you get down, when I put the link in, in, in the show notes, this 160-page PDF, um, the after you you know go through just the spreadsheet of numbers, they go down and literally um, detail every single one we kind of touched on. Which is incredibly helpful. Enthralling. Ooh, Enthralling. Picture. So there's this weird culvert, say, in an Amen Park, where they're thinking of building the the recreation center on the corner there of... Man, what would that be? That'd be King Avenue East and... 
right where that school is. As you're headed out towards the dump, there's a barn there that the city owns that property now. The mm-hmm. big, beautiful Washington Apples ditch runs right through that property, <laughs> and they want to build a however many million dollar public recreation facility. I think it's in the twenty twenty one million dollar range at this point. But there's a it's a nice a, chunk of land. It is a nice chunk of land, but they got this random culvert running through it. Um, that doesn't seem like much, but it that's for irrigation. That's for a farmer's irrigation that they have to plan for, and that's what the CIP kind of does, is identifies all these little projects that don't seem like a lot, but they try to put a number on it and let the city council and city leaders know that they're they're coming down the pipe and they need to plan for them. Okay. So it's just itemized out at the bottom of the CIP, and I find it incredibly interesting, um, and you will too. I can just <laughs> feel it in every inch of my bones. Or your money back. Or your money back. So that's the CIP. So let's get into the fun stuff. Um, uh, professionally retired uh, uh, person and full-time I bitch about the city, uh, oh. Pam Ellis, uh, likes to uh, likes to complain about stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. She's a, incredibly mad at the CIP plan. Um, she well, likes to make shit up, too. Sure does. She, has, she sent this. Uh, she's a mainstay in the city email um, inboxes. Mm-hmm. If you go to the city website and go to city email messages, you can go down every single day. Someone sent in an email that sent to do like a city council member. You can click on them. I it's would, fun to read. Yeah. Guy go to the non-flash version. Don't go to the flash version. Ooh. Non-flash version. And you can read all these. It comes out with like a PDF. Fucking pro tip right there. Yeah. Uh, so she wrote this letter. Uh, thank you for responding and, uh, Sharing the... Is this her? Oh, this is a forward message. From Pam. Yeah, this is from her. Uh, thank you for responding and sharing the times of the park board meetings. I don't think parks can anticipate public support for additional funding, given the inequity and poor planning evident in the CIP plan. So this is a 160-page document filled with however many city time. It's mm-hmm. completely inadequate and just fucking garbage. In poor her planning, yep. Uh the inequity has uh, not led to geographic variations over time. The Heights consistently receives little or no funding. One has to consider why th- it costs $300,000 to irrigate uh, a two-acre park, $300,000 to irrigate a three-acre park, and a $784,000 to irrigate a 15-acre park. Like the schools, the parks are going to have to put in to put resources where the families and children live. That is in the west end and east end of town. It is clear you are prefacing downtown Billings where the population of families with children have declined. Based on... Yeah. A guess? I sure. Guess. Yeah, okay. Um, and a response to this, we'll just do Tom Rupus. Tom Rupus is... Uh, what does he do? He is the... I had it right on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone. Doesn't matter. Uh, so he responded, uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts on the projects on the, uh, draft five-year CIP for the parks department. As you may know, park district one was originally, uh, public, uh, publicized as a vehicle to help with the park maintenance. Uh, the legislation was written much more broadly, but to date council has only authorized life cycle replacement and maintenance projects under PD one. The parks board has been encouraging council to extend PD one to tackle longstanding developments development projects such as the completion of Castle Rock and other partially developed parks throughout Billings, but for the most part, unless other funding sources are identified, the Parks Department CIP is primarily comprised of maintenance pro- maintenance projects funded by PD1. So what they're doing, they don't get enough money to necessarily throw at these giant projects. They're just maintaining what they have right yeah, now. Yeah, try to not let it go to shit. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so he says, given limited PD-1 uh, funds that can, can't cover all possible projects, the Parks Department needs to prioritize projects. Historically, this has been done in consideration of safety, compliance, preventing closures, public input, and efficiency savings. In recent years, Council uh, has highly prioritized projects that saves taxpayer mo- save taxpayer money by reducing dependency on treated city water. This is why we see lots of irrigation projects on the list. Um, when we say irrigation projects, you know, that's sit- treated city water that they're dumping on these parks um, yeah. on a yearly basis, which... Drinking water. Crazy. 
um, they're trying to alleviate that. Two things. I really admire city staff's ability to not just scream fuck you <laughs> at these emails because the emails that come in are very rude. Yeah. And <laughs> a lot so, of links. They send a lot of links to them. Yeah. Good on them. Um, number two, if you're ever in North Park, uh, there are the remnants of old ditches that run through North Park um, that you can just kind of see. They're just kind of a little speed bump, you know, in the grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because up until fairly recently, like 20 or 30 years ago, uh, to water North Park, they just had irrigation ditches that would run through and you just, they just drop in the little dams and flood North Park yeah. for a day. <laughs> you know, water it. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking water. And now they spray drinking water on it. Heights taxpayer, Jamie Lacko, uh, she sent a subject line, external parks and recreation, 2020, 24 budget. City Council, upon reviewing or reviewing the Parks and Recreation Project budget for 2020-2024, I am appalled. Appalled, I appalled. say. The largest percentage of population per capita is Billings Heights. Okay, wait a minute. Popu- population per capita? Yeah. So that's people per people. Yep. So that is in my... So 30,000 residents. ...understanding are means... In the, in the Heights. The, the, <laughs> the number of people... Her number of people. Hey, are you picking on poor Jamie? It's always exactly fucking one. Yes, I am. Sorry. Anyway, you were saying uh, she's appalled about something. Yes, the largest percentage of population per capita is per the, capita, is, not per square feet or anything, <laughs> is uh, Billings Heights. And yet the budget indicates zero dollars for parks during those four years. <clears throat> zero. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the case. Uh, you may so be- that's wrong too. You may believe that the heights doesn't matter. That's that's definitely true, though. <laughs> but those of us who live here know better. Oh, my tax dollars, comma, like those of my neighbors, oh, comma, are intended for the good of the entire community. Which community, Billings or her neighborhood? I reading this, I think just her na- neighborhood. Okay, but it gets better. Redlining one area and <laughs> and allotting no budget is unacceptable. Okay, so she used redlining. Yep. Okay. Yeah. She used a term that was notorious for probably where the area where she lives in. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. But, all right. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Um. Yeah. Good. Go back and rework the budget. Oh. Okay. Period. Piss on your special interest neighborhoods! Exclamation uh-huh. part. Yeah. I am beyond disgusted by the tax tactics proposed. Yeah. Period. Do your job! Exclamation point. Distribute the funds fairly. Heights taxpayer, Jamie Lacko. Sent from Samsung Samsung Galaxy smartphone. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. That's the only that's the only factual part of that entire. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real person, but Wow, man. And and one of the bigger ones I saw today was uh Mei Wu. Me and Stout were talking about this earlier. She oh, is uh interesting. An interesting lady. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, she's yep. like an 80-year-old retired dentist. Um, she's In this one, she, there's a Facebook group called uh, Friends of Northwest Montana, I believe. They believe in the, the fringe conspiracy stuff from LTE or 5G. Like, cell phones are going to give you all cancer and you're all going to die. Mind um, control. The government's going to put smart meters on your house and they're going to... Um, you know, just take over your entire life. What else? Chemtrails. Chemtrails. You know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wrote in, um, thankful that one big sky failed. Uh, I don't know if I want to read the whole thing. Should I read the whole thing? No. No. Let's just summarize it. So this was about one big sky district. Uh, I'll read the first one. We are, we are thankful. So she's speaking for a lot of people. Her and the voices. Okay. Uh, We are thankful that the One Big Sky District legislation failed, not what it was called, Mm -hmm. uh, to become Montana law. A special thank you to Pam Ellis and Larry Seekins. They have conscientiously persisted in spite of strong opposition, as they knew in their hearts that this would be harmful for us. Only their hearts, though, not their brains. Right. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Go, go down to... uh, Closing statements. Mm-hmm. Uh, public-private partnerships such as OBSD, yeah. or One Big Sky District, again, not what it was called, are nothing new. They have been around for a long time in various forms and are based on 
a fascist relationship between government and private corporations. Fascist. Yep. Renowned sound money economist Murray Rothbard has exposed the nature of these partnerships. He wrote, What's needed is a corporate spokesman okay, who embraces the government-business partnership with enthusiasm and joy, a kind of big businessman as philosopher. When such a champion emerges, Mr. and Miss America, keep a sharp eye on your wallets. You're about to be fleeced. Oh, boy. Yep. That's May Wu. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, May Wu. Um, Bringing constructive and productive conversations to to an issue. I want to read some more May Wu. Yeah. Some more uh, enlightening things. Where is it? Um... This is regarding the NDO, the Non-Discrimination Ordinance. You know what we should do? We should do a full, like, website of acronyms and what they mean. Ooh, okay. Um, So the NDO was back in what year? What has that been? Three years ago, four years ago, something like that. Okay, so like 2014, 2015? Sure. There was an NDO drop. Give or take. Give or take. Uh, That was this time. Quote, it is an agenda of tyrannical control of the people, communists. Not style. on my watch. <laughs> Wu said, Hitler's brown shirts have been replaced by orange shirts, referring to the orange shirts of NDO supporters. Mm-hmm. So, yep, just like how Hitler supported homosexuality right. and um, non-discrimination. Right. Um Billing City Council was con- con- contemplating doing that too. Yep. So that makes sense. It's sure. a really logical argument. Really logical argument. Based and really uh, con- constructive and productive to have such such wonderful conversations. Based in fact. Um, based in fact. Really evidence based. Really evidence based. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, these are the people in the higher up at Billings. And if that doesn't inspire you or make you want to become more involved with anything, I. I don't know what will. And go fuck yourself. I don't know. Nah, you want to live in your own little bubble and exist there, hey, more power to you. But if you want to, you know, at least help out with some of the heavy lifting, which there's a lot out there. There's there's some actually pretty reasonably light lifting if you just want to help out a little bit. What else? I went over the, the uh, CIP this, this, this time. You did a fant- fantastic job summarizing that CIP. I'm trying to. And I'm really glad you uh, defined CIP in simple terms right at the beginning. You're welcome. I don't... Yeah. So, uh, as we just went through this giant diatribe of Melu, the Larry Seekins, the Pam Ellis's of the world, who make it their life's work to just shit on everybody, apparently. <laughs> well put. Yeah. Succinctly. <laughs> Uh, get involved, goddammit. Yep. Help us out. Mm-hmm. Help yourself out. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of crazy fucking weird retired people who uh, think they know more than they do that have a louder voice than you do. Yeah. Because they just yell. If you want to become involved, there is a link, like I said, on the website, thefridaypacket.com. Uh, I think it says April events or eight, April meetings in the city of Billings. Click on that. Pick a meeting, something that sparks your fancy. Join a, join a board. Join a commission. Get involved. Do something. Um, you love it. We're worth it. Yep. If you have any questions, thefridaypacket at gmail.com. If you want to become a sustaining member to help us create said podcast and get an awesome, awesome email from from a wonderful movie from days gone by. <laughs> You the best uh, movie. Buy us for a dollar. That's all we're asking. Yep. Just a buck. If you want to do that, go to Patreon forward slash The Friday Packet. Um, on the Instagrams, of course. Oh. That's why we're here doing simple things, pointing out that we're meant to be in nature and be natural. And this is where we find the source that God made to transcend the new world order. There it is. And that's why they want to try to keep us out of it.
That's Alex Jones. Uh, he actually said that shit. Yeah, yes, he did. What a psychopath.